Hello, St. Philip Deacon friends. It's good to be back with you again. Um, my wife and I don't watch a ton of television, but uh, over the last year or two, or maybe three, I guess, uh, we have watched a few British series. It occurs to me they've all been British um, on Netflix or uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, those have included the great British baking show. Uh, we were way late to the game on Downton Abbey, but we did watch that. We loved The Crown. I think there's one season left of that. Uh, more recently, we have learned about a show that you may be familiar with called Call the Midwife, uh, which I think, I have this correct, if I'm wrong, you can correct me in the comments below, is the most popular BBC series of all time. Uh, and as you might expect from the title, it's the story of some midwives in uh, the middle to last third of the 20th century in a poor section of London. Um, and so every episode, of course, is about the birth of one or two or three children. Uh, and those births, as you might also expect, are accompanied by pain and difficulty and challenge. But most of the episodes end beautifully. And it was occurring to me that uh, it might be a helpful way to think about this pandemic that we find ourselves in right now, uh, that perhaps we are in the stages, if you want to call it that, of giving birth with God's help to something new and beautiful. Now again, I've said this before, I am not saying for a moment by making this point that God intended this. I'm not saying it's a good thing that it is happening. What I am saying is that God can use difficult, painful things uh, to create or bring about something that is beautiful. And it turns out this is actually a very biblical image. Uh, many of you may be familiar with Paul's uh, eighth chapter to the letter to the Romans where he uses exactly this kind of language. Let me read just a bit of it. Uh, here's what Paul writes in chapter 8, verse 22 of the book of Romans. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, until this very day. And not only creation, he says, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what is seen. But if we hope for what, is, what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Or he's, another translation of that is, we wait for it with endurance. So we currently endure something right now, hoping and enduring it so that God will bring something beautiful out of it. And I want to read just a short commentary that I think is a beautiful commentary of Paul's words here. Um, this is from a commentator, a professor named Audrey West and I thank her for her beautiful words. What she says is this, standing at the center of this passage is hope. For Paul, hope is not pie-in-the-sky optimism that disavows the reality of sin and suffering, as if one simply needed to stop worrying and, hap and be happy. True hope, she writes, is born out of the assurance that what we see and experience, the groaning reality all around us, is not the end of the story. This is hope as a woman in labor hopes, breathing through the pain, holding tight to a companion, looking ahead to what cannot yet be seen, trusting that a time will come when this pain is but a memory. With you, I look forward to the day when this pain is but a memory, but I also look forward to whatever beautiful thing it is that God is giving birth to through it.
As always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless.